Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, Father, to worship you. Father, we pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Father, we pray that this word will go out and it will not return void. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So um, <clears throat> there was an all-girls college in the dormitories. They only allowed to go out on dates on Saturday nights. So one Tuesday night, this young man showed up to the, the all-girls college and he told the lady, elderly lady sitting at the desk, I need to see this certain girl. And she said, I'm sorry, son, we only, they can only go on dates on Saturday night. He said, well, you know, it's really important that I see her. And they said, yeah, I'm sorry, but you, you can only see girls here on Saturday night. And he said, well, I'm her brother and I'm here to surprise her. And the lady said, well, I'm sure she would be surprised, but we still only Tuesday night. And he was like, no, it's important that I surprise her. And he, she said, well, everybody in the situation will be surprised. And the boy said, well, I don't understand. He said, well, if you're her brother, I'm going to be really surprised because I'm her mother. <laughs> I don't think he got his date. <clears throat> All right, so last week uh, we were talking about the truth will set you free, and I fumbled my last scripture that was really important, but it worked out well because it's going to start off this week, right? So we're going to start with the gospel according to John, <clears throat> uh, verse, uh, chapter 16, and verse 13, which is the one that I was scrambling looking for last week. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive, and he will make known to you. So the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit that was promised to us right before Jesus went to the cross, right? And he had already promised him in John 14, and we're going to read a little bit of that. But the Holy Spirit that is involved in the equation, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's job is to be with us, right, to take up, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of us. So he is to minister to us, to guard us, to direct us. It's, the problem with the, the, the internal navigation system that we have is most of us have the squelch up too high to where we don't really hear it. Right? Anybody ever written a text response and then got ready to hit send and had to erase it all and then written another one and had to erase it all and then like replied like, okay, y'all ever done that? Just me. Okay, maybe it's just me. It's that check. It's that moment to where, and look, it, it doesn't always, the stop sign isn't always a stop sign. Sometimes it's a yield and I don't do very good yielding, Right? But we have this internal program system built into inside of us, right, to direct us. So when we are being directed, we have to listen to this internal thing. So the Bible says that when we are saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us, right? And when it does, the Holy Spirit is our navigation system that helps us to maneuver through the world. And there are times where Granddad used to tell a story of he was tearing down a tree with a backhoe. 
and it was a, a rotten tree, and, and the Holy Spirit said, don't touch that. And he was like, well, I'm not going to hit it hard. I'm just going to barely touch it, right? And then it fell down all around him. So how many times do we hear that, don't do that, or do that, and we don't listen? See, that internal voice that speaks to us, that ministers us, that nurtures us, that comforts us, it's there for a reason. It's actually there for us, right? It's there to build us up, to make us better Christians. The problem is, is we have to listen. And a lot of us, I have a hard time being told what to do. Y'all, I'm sure none of y'all have that problem. I have a hard time. You will be here. Riley's got an assistant coach that he loves to have mandatory we have a mandatory phone call. We have a mandatory meeting. Well, look, Riley ain't hardly ever missed a practice or a phone call or a meeting. Believe the word mandatory out of it, and I am absolutely okay doing exactly what I need to do. Put the word mandatory in there, and it just, I don't know, something crawls up the back of my neck and makes it wrong. I don't like being told what to do. Which is why when we're in, the, and I know my parents, you know, know this very well. For years and years and years, they've seen it firsthand. But what we have to do as Christians is, and it's that tough word to say, it's the S word. Y'all know what S word I'm talking about? We have to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God to where we can be molded and taught and comforted and led to be who we were supposed to be. It's really hard to submit yourself, right? But not everybody. I mean, some people have a personality that that's okay. Praise God for y'all. I'm talking to the rest of you for right this second. We have to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God because things happen, and it might not be what we want to do. We might have to go out of our way to be nice to somebody that's not been nice to us. We might have to go tend to somebody we don't want to go tend to. We might have to go witness to somebody we don't think deserves Christ. I mean, you know, whatever. It, 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 it comes down to you. But as a Christian, we are supposed to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, that we are being led by the Spirit of God. So if you'll turn with me to Romans. <clears throat> Chapter 8. I want to start at verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. For the spirit you receive does not make you slaves that you should live in fear again. Rather, the spirit that you receive brought you your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy. Right? The spirit himself, when he came to live on the inside of us, created a direct link from us to the Most High God. Without the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, we really don't have a connection, right? Now, when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of us. He's the part of the equation that we need, right? Jesus paid for our salvation, and when he paid for our salvation, the Comforter came and lived on the inside of us and creates a line to where we can talk to God face-to-face, person-to-person, all the time. But we have to submit ourselves to what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do because if we want to be considered the children of God or the sons of God it, the NIV changed that right it used to be sons of God and now it's children where it's all inclusive where it's girls and boys and that's fine 
But if we want to be considered the sons of God and the daughters of God, then we have to be led by the Spirit. How many of y'all ever built something like you, you take it out of the box and you start putting pieces together and you're figuring it out and there's a little piece of paper, you know, folded up, usually stuck in one of the little boxes? Y'all ever read them? I mean, sometimes I do. Some of y'all probably do. Probably should. Sometimes I don't, right? And then I'll get to step 14 and realize you're supposed to do step two before you got to here because if you didn't do step two, step 14 don't work. I mean, I'm just saying, it, it, to be led by the instructions seems tedious at the time. To have to submit yourself to a set of rules or guidances seems tedious at the time. To have to submit yourself to the Spirit of God to where you have a watch over your tongue and over your heart and a light unto your feet to where you're being led to where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing seems tedious at the time. I am a free man. I want to do what I want to do. I want to go where I want to go. I want to say what I want to say. I want to do what I want to do. That's not how we were built. We were built to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God. He engineered us to have that hole on the inside of us that we need that leadership, that we need that companionship, that we need that comfort, that ministering spirit that constantly builds us up and develops us. Here again, I don't do real well with being told what to do, right? It, it's tough. To the point to where, and my mama's going to be mad, I don't wear my seatbelt. I don't wear my seatbelt because it's a lot. I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. You can't make me. I'm a grown person. I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. And my kids get in the truck and latch their seatbelt every time. And I'm thinking, man, I should wear my seatbelt. And then I drive Crystal's car. My, my truck has a little buzzer in it if you don't wear your seatbelt, but I am smart enough to Google it, to find it on YouTube and turn it off. I don't hear no dinging in my truck. There is no seatbelt. But Crystal's car, I have searched the world over, and I cannot find how to turn off the seatbelt buzzer on a 2020 expedition. If y'all know how, praise God, tell me after church, and I will fix it. If I get in Crystal's car, it dings within 20 seconds. And in the next five seconds, and the next five seconds, and then it constantly harasses and bombards me. And I quickly submit, because the one thing that I like less than not following the rules is annoying sounds. So I will fasten my seat. It makes me submit to putting that seatbelt on. And I wonder how many times we walk around going, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to do it. And God's saying, you really need to do that. I'm not going to do it. I should wear my seatbelt. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We should do it, but I'm not going to do it. Until it just gets to where, we, I mean, we're not children, right? We shouldn't have to be reminded every 10 seconds that we're supposed to act like good Christian people, that we're not supposed to bash and attack and harass people, that we're not supposed to be tearing down our young and our sick. And we're not supposed to come against our own, right? Jesus said, you'll know they're my people because they love each other. And every time you want to act ugly and that little thing comes up on the inside of you, says you shouldn't act ugly and you suppress it down. I ain't wearing my seatbelt. I ain't listening to you. 
We have to submit ourselves to God. And when we submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, all of a sudden, we look like a whole lot better Christians. It amazes me. <clears throat> From time to time, I'll have be praying in the morning or read my Bible or whatever, and somebody will just come up on my spirit, and I'll pray for them, whether I like them or don't like them, or whether I know them real good or whether they talk to me anymore or not, and I'll still pray for them and pray for them and pray for them, and like, Lord, please take this. And then sometimes I'll, you know, call them on the phone and go, hey, you know, I don't know what you got going on today, but God just wanted to tell you he loves you, and I'm here praying for you. <clears throat> Sometimes they go, yeah, I don't know what I got going on either. Thank you for praying for me. Sometimes it's not that kind of conversation. Sometimes it's, man, you don't understand what I've been through. I got all this stuff going on. I got nobody to talk to. So whether you listen to the <clears throat> little bell in the car or not and listen affects other people around you we are the hands and feet of christ god put us here to be the leaders to be the people to tend to the people around us sally called me the other day and said hey i know we're not supposed to be in this situation but I, we really need to do something here we really need to help this person we we have to help this person i never met her i was like, why i don't know I talked to her on the phone. We have to help her. We have to help her. We have to help her. Help her. I mean, I'm not going to say don't help her. God didn't talk to me, but it wasn't mine. I, help her. But how many times do we suppress when the Spirit of God ministers to us to go talk to other people? See, that's the problem. <clears throat> Everybody in here wants to be comforted when they're grieved. Everybody in here wants to be tended to when they don't feel well or when they're sick or when something's going bad. Everybody. Now, some of y'all might be tough on the outside. I don't need nobody else. Okay, I get it. But you still want people to check on you. You still want people to love on you. You still want people to tend to you. And sometimes it's not your immediate family that you need to hear this from. Sometimes it's from some fat little ball kid that calls you on the phone and says, Hey, I don't know what's going on today, but I've been praying for you all day. That's not only my job. Our job is to be led by the Spirit of God to the extent that we are obedient when He calls us to show up. Whether that's just a simple text or a phone call or if just lifting people up in prayer. Just being available if they need somebody to talk to. Just being a witness to them if they're going through something tough. Just being the person that we're supposed to be to show up when we're supposed to show up. To fry 30 pounds of shrimp or whatever. I mean, you just do what you're supposed to do. And sometimes we get so wound up into what we have going on that we suppress and squelch out the Spirit of God talking to us. Because even then, maybe sometimes, sometimes we show up and do what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it with a good attitude. It might just be me. Sometimes we show up and do stuff we, we're supposed to do, but we're mean and ornery about it. And we, yeah, I know, Philip. I'm with you, brother. I, me and you too, Jen, I'm with you. We got it. But what happens is, is, do we look like a good witness then? 
When we're gruff and harsh, does it, do we look? I mean, we accomplish what God told me to tell you that I was here for you if you needed it. Does that sound like somebody you want to talk to on the phone? Our job <clears throat> is to represent the Lamb of God. <clears throat> Man, I didn't think this was... I knew I had to go get me a paper towel, but I didn't know it was for, for this. Uh, it reminds me of the time where the lady had... Um, they brought the lady to Jesus who had been called in adultery, and they were going to stone her. <clears throat> y'all remember that? And Jesus said, you know, whoever without sin, y'all cast the first stone and went to drawing in the dirt. How polite and nice was he to her? He didn't have to be. He could have been stern to her. She was obviously in the wrong. She had obviously committed sin. He knew it. Everybody else knew it. He didn't have to be polite and nice to her. But what he did was he, under, he explained to them what a soft heart looked like. Y'all who, okay, I get it, y'all are mad. Whoever without sin, you cast the first stone. And then when they were all gone, he said, where are your accusers? Right? Can't have a trial if you don't have an accuser. Can't be found guilty if you don't have an accuser. Got to have an eyewitness. Go and sin no more. How many times do we have the opportunity to show up and be God's hands and feet of the Lamb of God to show them the good news, the soft heart of God, the grace that he brings, the love that he brings, the forgiveness that he brings, the redemption that he brings, and we try to, you know, put our twist on it and mess it all up. Or we do it with a, well, God told me to tell you that he loves you. I mean, it's not what he wants. He wants the soft, kind. And look, that's not easy for everybody. I get it. Well, that's not my personality to be nice to people. Well, you should be led by the Spirit of God to be known as the children of God. We are supposed to be the ambassadors of God. You know when you, they pick ambassadors, they find people that best represent what they're doing. I can never be an ambassador from Mexico or from Canada, right? Or from New York City. How about if they sent me, I was the ambassador and I was from New York City. About two sentences in, they go, yeah, that guy's a liar. He ain't no way he's from New York City. But now if you want to send an ambassador from St. Stephen, I look a lot like them. I sound a lot like them. So when God sends us as his ambassadors with the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, we're supposed to show up and look like Christ. Being led by his spirit, being connected to him through the <clears throat> what's on the inside of us. All right, uh, turn with me to Acts, in case y'all didn't believe part of what I said. It's okay. I think I kind of led to this, but whatever. So the Holy Spirit comes to live us on the inside of us. Um, Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 38. And Peter replied, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift that is the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off us, for all whom the Lord God will, will call. Right? For all of the ones that he will call, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and for all the people to come. Right? We, we are them. We are in that A-L-L in the middle. We are all far off. We far off away from where they were. So when he comes and lives on the inside of us, he starts to minister, minister to us and teach us and listen to us. And, and we start to listen to him and communicate with him, right? So, so here's the thing. How many of y'all have ever had a little kid who had just started talking and you knew what they were saying? Pretty near everybody else could not understand what they were saying, right? You had to really listen to what, what did you say, baby? Oh, yeah. You got to listen, listen. And like look at their face. And know the context clues around them, right? You got to know everything that's going. Oh, you want more juice. Okay. So listening to the Holy Spirit is a lot like that. Not that he doesn't speak clearly. No, no, no. Because you don't know how to listen. So when you're a baby in Christ, or if you're a baby in this listening to Christ, or listening to the concept of being led by the Spirit, if this is not what you have done before, and you might be a 30-year Christian and go, well, the Holy Spirit don't talk to me like that. Well, then you need to check your hearing again, and you need to get real focused on listening to what's being said. You have to start focusing on the context clues that are around you. And start to understand what this feels like and understand what it means and how it is to be led by the Spirit. And you have to listen real close, not because he can't talk plain. It's because you don't know how to listen. And a Christian who will not listen to the Spirit of God, who will not submit to the Spirit of God, is a pretty miserable Christian. Not only are they a pretty miserable Christian, they're pretty useless too. They're like a broke clock. They only can be right every once in a while. We need the Spirit of God to minister us, to minister to us, to lead us and guide us and help us to develop and help us to learn and help us to grow. <clears throat> and without it, we fall victim into leaning on our own understanding. The Bible is pretty clear. Do not lean on your own understanding. It puts us in a situation where we start to develop and worry about and focus on and look at our own skills. Our own skills is not what God is counting on. God wants people who are willing to listen and submit and be obedient and be consistent and show up. If you are trying to pick out a guy to go fight Goliath, in the physical realm, David is the last kid in the whole conversation. He wasn't even in the army. He just was stopping by to visit the army. But God saw an opportunity to have somebody who was obedient, who was led by the Spirit, who was, had faith in God and knew that God would never leave him and never forsake him, that he was going to do what God asked him to do. So you take a little tiny boy who is willing to listen and he becomes a better warrior than the whole entire army. 
So if you take a little Christian who's willing to submit themselves to the Word of God and the Spirit of God and listen and be obedient and have faith in God that He will never leave us and He will never forsake us, and if we show up, He's going to do exactly what He's supposed to do, we become more mighty than all of theologians in the world. Why? They might have knowledge, but I have the Spirit of God. I have the Alpha and the Omega, the one that was here before the world was formed. The one who knows what the end is going to look like. And that first thing in John, he says he will be made known what is not known. He will minister to you. You will start to understand things that are going to happen that haven't happened yet. Well, I knew that was going to happen. How did you do that? The Spirit of God on the inside of us ministers us and helps us and lifts us up and puts us in a in a place to be useful for God. Now, I'm not saying if you got the Spirit of God in you, all of a sudden you can be fastest kid in your class. I, I, I don't know how the Holy Spirit works like that. I know the Holy Spirit came on a guy one time and he tucked up his dress and he outrun some horses for a while. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm that the Spirit of God won't make you the fastest kid in your class because it has happened before. I'm just saying in general, when we talk about being led by the Spirit of God, it is to make us a better example to the world to be led and in the position where God wants us to be, just like David, obedient and full of faith, being doing, prepared to do whatever God sends us to do, knowing that he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. See, that's what being led by the Spirit of God is. Any of y'all seen the news this week? This, this uh, revival that's going on? It's 24 hours a day. It's been going, they're bringing mattresses in. This chapel, I don't even know where it's at. Some college town, right? And they are having this revival and the Spirit of God is just being poured out. And people who have never been exposed to the power of God are seeing God work in miracles and it is a fever pitch. And all of the things that they are talking about, these amazing things that have happened, we've seen happen more times than I can count. So it makes me really concerned to where everybody's so excited and, and it's wonderful and it's amazing and I'm glad they're celebrating it. But how much of it do we have and have at our disposal and have had at our disposal to just being Christians and being led by the Spirit? Being who God wants us to be, where God wants us to be, willing and obedient to be the ambassadors of Christ that we were called to be. I don't need any outside help. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that's because he lives on the inside of me. <clears throat> it's not my physical ability, it's God's physical ability. Also in Romans, it talks about after he talks about being led by the Spirit of God, it also talks about him helping us pray, right? He talks about praying in tongues, but he talks about helping us pray, helping us know how to pray, when to pray, where to pray. As Christians, our goal, our number one goal, once we're saved, should be to be most Christ-like. And the only way that we have to be tuned in to what God has for us is for the Spirit of God on the inside of us to start to manifest in our life what we are looking for, to being led by the Spirit of God, to being groomed and developed and, 
and nurtured and taught by the Spirit of God. And if you have your squelch up so high that you can't hear what he's saying, or you won't take the time and listen, it is impossible to be led by the Spirit of God. If you're just like walking through the battle with your fingers in your ears, la, 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 you can't hear what's going on. As Christians, we have to be led by the Spirit of God and obedient and willing to fulfill what God has said in front of us. Now, some folks, <laughs> some folks will say, well, you know, sometimes God leads me, but I, you know, I don't want to be, that's not where I'm comfortable. That's not who God made me to be. Y'all ever heard that? I don't want to go, to, that's not, I'm not really that kind of witness. I don't really want to give my testimony. I don't really want to go help those people. Those aren't really my people. So if the Spirit of God is on the inside of you and He is leading you and guiding you to go do something, the audacity of saying that's not who God made me to be or that's not my personality, then something has to change, right? If the Spirit of God is leading you to do something and it's not in your personality, then your personality is not of God. It's not, well, that's just who I am. No, 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 you're not. You're a child of the living God. Our job is to line up with his word. Well, that ain't who I am. Well, then you better um, sacrifice that part of your body and start living according to God's word. Because who I am, who I try to be, let me back that up. Who I try to be is exactly who God called me to be. And sometimes my personality rubs people wrong, and I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. And, and, you know, I had a phone call this week, and the guy yelled and screamed, and boy, it was rough. <coughs> and y'all believe it or not, I never raised my voice, and I said yes, sir, about 19 times, and, and, and was very, very submitted, and it was a very tough conversation to have. That's not my personality. Yeah, but I'm trying to be a grown-up in Christ. I don't need to be a baby in the flesh. I need to be a grown-up in Christ. We are built to be led by the Spirit of God. That is why we become the sons and daughters of God. It has nothing to do with how we, God made me. No, the world made you. If you're not listening to what God's Word says, how you act doesn't have anything to do with God. All right. I feel like some of y'all is um, taking this to heart and feel like some of you think I'm attacking you personally and it's not any of y'all personally. It's more for me. All right. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to submit ourselves to you, Father, to be led by the Spirit. Father, we pray that you would soften our hearts and, and heighten our sense of hearing to you, Father, to help us to adapt and listen to you and be led by your Spirit. And we give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.